Welcome back, everybody. We are back for another episode, episode number 11 uh, of the Literally Me podcast. Uh, it's your boy Tristan here, per usual, joined by my uh, good, good friend from across the pond, Dino. How you doing this week? I'm doing good. Been a shorter week once again. Uh-huh. I feel like the last couple of times we had longer breaks, and now this is the second time we had a shorter break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I still managed to watch one movie. Cool. Besides yeah. the, the one we're going to talk about this week, Today. which is Paper Moon, 1973 mm-hmm. by the GOAT, Peter Bogdanovich. Um, super excited to talk about that one. I know we were we were talking about it like on uh, like texting about it the other like, what was that yesterday or the day before yesterday. after you had watched it? Um, so I'm super excited to actually get into it uh, and hear hear your thoughts. But uh, but before we do that, you guys know the drill. My boy Dino, why don't you lay down some uh, some film news for us for this week? Mm-hmm. So we got some film news. The first one is Robert Eggers Nosferatu actually finished shooting, so they wrapped Ooh. just a couple of hours ago. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Wait, they wrapped a couple hours ago? Well, they wrapped filming today damn okay cool so i didn't know i think maybe it was i don't know if it, they actually wrapped a couple hours ago but it was announced that they wrapped filming a couple hours ago. like an hour ago or something so very yeah. cool i'm super stoked for that me too man the cast is, is there phenomenal yeah that do they have like a like a preliminary release date or are they just saying next year I think it's just next year. I haven't heard okay. anything. They there might be a window where they plan to release it that has been announced, but I don't think so. I think it's just up in the air. But uh-huh. probably late next year is yeah, my guess. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, at least yeah. a full year probably from now for them to do all the post production stuff. Yeah, and I mean I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers, so I'm so excited. I am too. I am too. Bill Skarsgård too. As mm-hmm. uh, Count Orlock, very excited yeah, for that. Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt, Willem Dafoe, Emma Corrin, mm-hmm. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Lily Rose Depp. So a lot of <laughs> very cool names. Hell yeah, I'm very. Now what? If so far we have three Eggers films, correct? Mm-hmm. The Northman, The Lighthouse, and The Witch. The Witch. What if you had to rank those three? How are you ranking those three movies? The Lighthouse number one. Okay, I agree. Then okay. it's The Northman, and then The Witch. But I love all of them. How about you? I think mine might be the same, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like I want to give The Witch another. I've only seen The Witch one time, like shortly after it came out. Mm-hmm. So a part of me kind of wants to give it like another another go to really because i remember watching it and being like like waiting for it and waiting for it and then because i had no idea who eggers was i didn't know like what the movie was but Mm -hmm. i feel like now kind of knowing him a little bit better i'd like to revisit it for sure yeah maybe you'll appreciate it more i think so and we definitely like even if you want to put it on the list because i've been meaning to watch it for a while and even if you don't put it on the list maybe if you watch it just let me know and then i'll watch it and then we can talk about about it it. hell yeah. yeah Just for a Absolutely. little bit, because I want to watch it too. Did you hear, there's actually some funny news regarding The Lighthouse. Uh-uh. Did you know that 
your country, the USA is giving away free lighthouses to people? For what reason? So they think that, well, the lighthouses aren't really that useful anymore because of GPS, right. mm -hmm. but they still want to like keep that alive. Them. Yeah, keep them alive because they're popular spots for people to take pictures and mm -hmm. they're just very important cultural buildings. Yeah. For sure. So they're giving them away to people to take care of them, pretty much. Interesting. Like yeah, all around free. the country? Yeah, all of them. Very I don't cool. know how many there are in the U.S., but what do you say we get one and we just move <laughs> move there, move the and podcast? We can, yeah, we can record in person in the lighthouse. Yep. We can have some crazy psychosexual dreams like uh, Robert Pattinson and Defoe. I mean we got I mean I'm out here in Florida so we've got we definitely got lighthouses over here Hell yeah man I'm just we gonna fly lighthouses there. we'll get one for free and just chill there <laughs> let's do it let's do it what other uh what other cool news we got uh there's one more interesting story and I'm not sure if you heard about it I think you did regarding Martin Scorsese Okay, this is actually yeah. what it was that I thought of that I mentioned off pod that I couldn't okay. remember. Yes. Yeah. So he met <laughs> with the Pope. Yes. And then he announced that he will be making a film about Jesus. And it is entitled right now, Jesus. It's just Jesus. Just, just Jesus. And did you see who's rumored to be playing Jesus? No. Is it is it Leo? It's Tom Holland. Wait, Tom Tom Holland? Are you actually are you see I'm not sure if you're kidding right I now? Swear, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear. That was the post that I saw. He's in talks. I don't think there's anything um I don't think there's anything like specifically, but it says Tom Holland is in talks to play Jesus in new Martin Scorsese film, Jesus. Interesting. Well, I trust Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> Not my first choice because I, I just would have assumed they would have gone with someone in maybe in their 30s. Yeah. I wonder if they're doing like a different telling since he's already talked. He's already done a film about like the the last temptation. So it's like, I'm assuming maybe he's doing like a younger like Jesus maybe. or something like that. Maybe. Because I assume it's going to. Because what I thought about, maybe it's going to be a different version. Like mm -hmm. maybe he's retelling it in a different way. But since he met with the Pope and the Pope had an appeal to artists. I'm not sure what exactly, but I would assume it's going to be historically accurate. I would assume so. And I think because Last Temptation of Christ was not historically accurate yeah. like it was just like you know the imaginings of what could have been or whatever mm -hmm. um and it's really more metaphor than i would assume in order to like not make the same film twice he's probably then going to maybe do a more biographical um kind of take on it or at least i would hope mm -hmm. but it's interesting because he, he's done one already so why did he decide he has to make another one i don't know no idea. Oh, sure. I mean, I'll watch absolutely anything. Um, 
like I'll do absolutely anything or watch anything that he makes, but uh, was definitely hoping for something different in terms of what the next film was going to be. But I'm still waiting for Kills of the Flower Moon. So mm-hmm. he's going on about Jesus. I still got to see uh, see his Western already. Is that going to be his next film or does he have a project lineup after Killers of the Flower Moon and I, before I think, I Okay, so I felt that there was there was already something that he had announced maybe a while ago. But from mm-hmm. these reports, what I'm gathering is that it's, this is probably the next one. Okay. Well, he's, mm-hmm. he started writing it right now, so. Could be a while. We'll see, yeah. Could sure. be a while for sure, but at least we get Killers of the Flower Moon this year. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking finally. 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 That's true. But yeah. Did you manage to watch anything? Yeah, I did. So, well, I finished Succession. The finale was on Sunday. You, um, you managed to get through I, it? I caught up. Hell I yeah. literally, I literally, so you're done i'm done i completed okay it. um interesting i, I guess saw that the finale came out on sunday which yes. was two days ago yes and um i caught up like maybe i finished like season four episode nine maybe like an hour before the finale like started like i just got in there um That's crazy but so you watched so that, life I well, did. Well, it, it was like streaming same time, but like yeah. I started it like what whatever time that it was like on max. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was very uh, caught up doing that. Again, I'll stand by it. One of the greatest television series I've ever seen ever. Um, really hope that you can check it out sometimes. I would love to talk about it with you. Um, For sure. But um because I've kind of been having this we this these withdrawals for the last you know couple of days or whatever, mm-hmm. I made a list on Letterboxd, which I'll I'll make public once I kind of add some more movies to it, um, of kind of like the six degrees of succession where like all the actors I'm kind of finding like what are sort of the best movies that they're all in individually, like what style and I realized the big short directed by Adam McKay who produced um succession the same guy who does the score of succession did the score for the big short both shot on 35 millimeter both the same style of cinematography um has jeremy strong in the big short as well as one of the leads in succession so i decided to give the big short another watch which i haven't watched in a long time and Mm -hmm. i forgot how awesome that movie is that movie is incredible very confusing very confusing very but they really do a good job of dumbing it down as much as they can yeah especially with those i think the margot robbie scene yeah that's so good and then they have the one with anthony bourdain who's like explaining the metaphor with the fish and the fish stew and it's like it's a really i mean it's just really well made for something to have that much like dense boring information but the movie is so entertaining is Mm -hmm. is very very impressive um so I was happy to check that out. And if you're a big fan of that, I think you'll like Succession. It's almost like the pre-Succession. Different story. Like that was more about the housing and this and Succession is more about like the media and ultra rich. But same cinematography style, same kind of style of acting, same quality of writing, quality of directing. Like it is very, very similar, the two. Um, Every week you manage to sell me this show even more. <laughs> yeah. Because I was... I <laughs> I'm already dying to see it, and now 
I'm just more excited. So yeah, by next week, who knows what I'll what I'll have? Maybe I'll have a chest tattoo or something that's a succession. Um, but uh, but yeah, crazy. I think that's all that I've uh, I got to check out. Um, oh, and one other movie I did check out as well that I watched with my girlfriend. We watched the movie The Legends of the Fall. Have you heard of this movie? Name sounds familiar. It does ring a bell. Brad Pitt. Uh, is the star it came out in the 90s this is the movie that I was named after Brad Pitt's character's name is Tristan and that's where my dad first heard the name and came to my mom and said we should name him Tristan and um and actually my name is also yeah movie related yep um but yeah I was uh so it's been a long time coming and I've never seen it um not gonna lie, I did not like it, but uh, but uh, but it was good to finally check it out. Um, so and funny enough, I came from. yeah, yeah, and I actually had a roommate who was also named Tristan. And when we talked about our names, come to find out, his name also came from the same exact movie as well. Uh, so funny coincidence there. But the movie is not very good. That's fun. Yeah, but the guy who made the Last Samurai did it it's the same director yes and he yeah. did um what he did something else that was like pretty big um what's his name neil something Ed, edward swick edward swick edward swick yeah, yeah. He, he did love and other drugs jack reacher oh glory he did glory yeah and blood diamond and blood diamond that's right that's right yeah. which i've never seen blood diamond actually yeah He's done a couple things. I'm curious to check that out. Yeah, he did this. Like it. It's it's yeah, I mean, if you want to go check it out. I, I'm really trying to like reach for like good things about it, and I can't personally, but what I might not like, you might like, and what you might mm -hmm. not like, I might like. So um I I'm never the type to say don't go out and check out a movie. I'm just saying personally, I did not like it like at all. Um but uh but yeah, that was that was pretty much pretty much it that i that i checked out apart from our film for this week so is there a reason why your friend was also named tristan like did his dad also like it or his uncle had seen it and okay. like put in the good word say like oh, what about tristan for a name when like his parents were thinking of it and they're like that's not bad and he's like yeah brad pitt and <laughs> legends of the fall was his uncle the same age as your dad I don't know, actually. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was born. It could be because yeah. my dad definitely saw it like in theaters. Mm -hmm. I was born like a year, year and a half after that movie came out. So it was fresh on his mind. Mm -hmm. And my roommate was also born maybe two years after. He was like, just a few months younger than me. Um, Crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Brad Pitt. It's one of those movies where I realized, though, I think they got the name. You know, those movies where you watch and you're like, you you almost get tired of a name when you hear because every sentence that mm -hmm. every character says they mention the person's name mm -hmm. it's like that's like tristan where's tristan oh tristan 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 and by the end i'm like oh my god i hate my name now if mm -hmm. i'm like that's like that's probably why they thought it's stuck in everyone's head because it's all they say in the movie is tristan that's all Did they you say. get that just that's how, how should i say it when you hear your name in the movie like, do you just yeah. get that, oh, shit, someone's calling you? Yes. The first time it happened, 
like I think my girlfriend like nudged me she's like oh my god Tristan and then by like I'm not even exaggerating by like this 59th time they said Tristan in the film I was like yeah I can't like I, I just can't hear it anymore I can't do Next it anymore just someone in real life calls your name you're like please shut like, the fuck up <laughs> exactly exactly um but yeah cool cool period piece cool like production design in that movie i'll give it that very cool yeah. production design my name actually stuff. came from james dean so right. my mom was a name what was like a fan of james dean and then she wanted uh -huh. to name me dean, but my mm -hmm. dad didn't like that she named wanted to name me after her celebrity crush uh -huh. and so he was like can we name something more bosnian because they're from bosnia yeah um, so they there's a popular name Dino over there, so they just like decided, okay, close to Dean. Yeah, both were happy, that, so that's yeah. that's that's compromise right there. For sure, <laughs> that's compromise. Well, uh, well, before we get into, uh, I actually the... wanted to mention one movie I watched. Oh, Dion you did? Movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So did. I watched a movie that we talked about in I think the first episode, or like the test episode. Okay. We talked about this. I actually managed to watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, so you did? In Boots movie. Oh, I saw and you post something about it. Did you like it? It's, I think it might be my favorite animated movie. Really? So it's tied yeah. with Into the Spider-Verse for me. Okay. But this one is so freaking good. It's one of the best animated movies. For, I what, think for what reasons would you say that? It's super unique. Okay. It's very creative. It's also not... Sometimes I thought, oh, this is going to be the direction they're going to go to. And then they just pull like a 180 and just go completely different from what I expected. So I think it's very, like, very creative in the way they tell the story. It's also... It's beautiful. Like the animation is great. It's so many great colors. The way it's animated, it's similar to Into the Spider Verse in terms of animation mm -hmm. style, mm -hmm. but it does so many different things. And there's so many cool shots that I just love. And just the voice acting, it's it's just perfect in every single way. I loved it so much. And if you ever get a chance to to watch it, definitely do. I think. Even someone who isn't like a big fan of the Shrek movies or animated mm -hmm. movies in general, I think is gonna like this. Like it. So when yeah. you say it's like creative and unique, do you mean that just like style-wise or animation-wise or like story or like both? All of it. Every all of the above. The story is so great. And like I said, you there are moments where you think, I know exactly where this is going because you've seen it before in so many different movies where it could go so cliche, but they don't. And they go into directions where me and my girlfriend are watching it and we were talking about it. And I was like, I have no clue where this could go. Yeah. Because it could go in so many different directions and they still managed to surprise me, which is really cool. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Was it streaming anywhere? Did you watch, did you rent it or buy it or how'd you watch it? I rented it for like... I think it was two euros okay, on Amazon. Like a couple Prime. bucks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to watch it for a while. And then uh -huh. there's some car going outside. I don't know if you heard it, but yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cause I've heard nothing but good. Like a lot of people really like this movie. 
Yeah, um, we talked about it in one of the earlier yeah. episodes because the filmstagram community has has been raving about it ever since it came out. Everyone has been calling it one of the best animated movies, and I can confirm that. So, hell yeah, I'm super excited. Do I now? Because I like Shrek. I, I haven't seen Shrek in ages, and I remember when we did talk about it on one pod. You told me that there was like three or four Shreks, and my mind was blown. Or five Shrek movie, like there There's was four. With yeah, the fifth no, I, one potentially coming okay i remember you telling me that there was a fourth one and my mind was absolutely blown because i had absolutely no idea and didn't hear a damn peep about it um do i need to see all of them in order to see puss in boots is it a one-off entirely what kind of background info do i need you don't need to watch any of the shrek movies okay i would watch the first puss in boots because this is the second oh wait yeah this is a sequel this is a sequel yeah when did the first one come out? A while ago? Honestly, I didn't even know before I saw it. Wasn't because it a I long time ago a Puss in Boots, in Boots movie? Come again? Wasn't there a Puss in Boots movie like a long time ago? Uh, let me check when it came out. It came out okay. in 2011. I was going to say it had to have been at like 10 years plus. Yeah. And okay. this is the second one. I would watch the so first one because there is one character that was introduced in the first one that Carries makes over. an appearance. Okay. But Shrek-wise, there are some Shrek characters that you probably know. Like Pinocchio okay. is in right. it. Right. And uh, what's it called? Gingerbread Man? Yeah. Yeah. The little one. Yeah. He's also in it. But just for like a quick cameo fun scene. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And but is Antonio ben, is Antonio Banderas still voicing? he is and he's so great it's so much fun hell yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out because you are like the hundredth person to tell me like how dope that movie is Mm -hmm. everyone told me and i was like yeah sure i'm gonna check it out but they weren't lying i even said on my story like you guys weren't lying because this is is a certified banger is it better in your opinion because i know you're very hot on this other one Mm -hmm. is it or not better which did you like it more than the chip and dale movie that came out like a year ago because i know that was like your shit why do you have to do this to me this is <laughs> this is too tough i think chip and dale has a very special place in my heart uh-huh and i think just because of that i have to give it to chip and dale because it's just okay. it's very special to me okay okay yep hell yeah all right well you were telling me before we uh, started that you had some, uh, you had some, mm-hmm. something neat, something interesting for the the pod today. Before we get into our main film talk, I'm curious to know what that is. Yeah, well, because we don't have too much to talk about, we both didn't watch a lot. We didn't have a lot of news, and there's something I just thought that could be fun, uh, because I did this on my story once, and people really liked it, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I have two characters for you. Well, for okay. us. Okay. And we have to come up with what we think would their letterbox top four be. Oh, interesting. So it's a fictional character, and we have to pretty much come up with their four favorite movies. Okay. That's that's mm-hmm. really cool. Okay. Do you have mm-hmm. those characters? Uh I do. Okay. Just two of them. We can do this in the future as well if yeah it's fun and you can come up with 
ones as well. I just, there was just two characters I thought about real quick that I think, because I let people decide it on my story. I think those okay. were two that just popped into my head. And there's also, if those characters are in a specific time period, it doesn't matter if the if the like there's a film in the future, so they have access to every movie okay. you know, okay, except their own, except their the one they're except in. the one that they're in, okay. But if they're, let's just say, we take Batman, okay, Christian Bale. Other movies Christian Bale has appeared in also exist. It's just a doppelganger. Okay. So just, okay. Got just it. to make, just to. Just not the specific film that in, in the character yeah. is from. Okay. But everything exactly. else, fair game, even everything if the actor is in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Hit me with so it. First character is SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So, what do you think SpongeBob would like? think okay this is hold on now i'm like on the spot so let me mm-hmm. let me really think here so i don't remember my picks either because for spongebob some definitely asked i'm pretty sure but it's been such a long time i think it was like two years ago that i did it i actually i'm starting to like kind of vaguely remember seeing this yeah like it's ringing a weird bell mm-hmm. um oh man this if you have one if you have the first one at least or one for mm-hmm. him definitely go because hold on this is going to take me a minute to really to really think of something good i feel like he would like the sound of music for some reason that's a good one yeah um okay you know okay you know what the first one that i would put mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hold on i'm literally writing these down by hand mm-hmm. i'm gonna put good burger with keenan thompson are you familiar with good burger i don't I know am, if this yeah, yeah. Okay, I I don't know if it really like made waves over overseas over there, but over here I was a big deal when I was growing up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I could see him being sure. a fan of that. Uh, you know, the whole burger culture kind of thing. True. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm gonna put that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Should we just create them together? So. Yeah. 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 Because okay. I just thought of a second one. So if you think of a second one. Dude, he would like the first half of Midsommar. I feel <laughs> the like first the second half. one, not so much. But the first half, I feel like. For what For what reason would he like Midsommar or the first half of Midsommar? I think just the, the happy vibes they give us. Yeah, off that's true. Beginning. The colors. The, the colors. Like the real colors. Yeah. Um, Dude, yeah, maybe guess, he would even like the second half. Maybe SpongeBob is messed up in the head. I could see, I could see Squidward for sure liking the second half. For, oh, for sure. sure. <laughs> maybe they watch it together, and Squidward yeah, sleeps yeah. until the second half, and then SpongeBob leaves once the second half starts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I'm trying to think, and I don't know if this is like a lazy one. But I think mm-hmm. my the fourth one, or like my second one, our fourth one, I think mm-hmm. he would probably fuck with Finding Nemo. Oh, going with the underwater team. He would like that. Yeah, I think he would like that. I think he would be like, this is a wholesome, funny movie. I could see mm-hmm. him and Pat Patrick uh, giggling about that one for sure. Definitely. Okay. We have <laughs> so we have, we have 
Sound of Music, Good Burger, Finding Nemo, and Midsommar for SpongeBob. Honestly, pretty fitting. Dude, if I saw that on Letterboxd, I would follow that person. I would too. That's a solid mix of movies. Yeah. And, and who's the other character? The second character, which is Patrick Bateman. Oh, Patrick Bateman? Okay. Patrick I thought you were going to go Patrick Starr for a sec. Okay, mm. Patrick Bateman. That'd be too easy. Too easy. Yeah. No. You want to well, go I first have, with this one? I have one off the top, but this one also seems easy. Like, I want to really think of a good one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want to name it. Um, mm-hmm. But for the sake of time, I guess I just will. I think, obviously, I think you'd be a huge fan of Taxi Driver. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I think you would just very that. obviously love that movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I actually have to New- think because I didn't put too much thought about like into it because I wanted us to come up with it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what. Dude, he would love Tarzan, the original one, just because of the Phil Collins soundtrack. <laughs> he would. He would love that soundtrack. 100%. Yeah, he would for sure love that. Um... Pretty much any movie where Paul Allen's doppelganger Jared Leto dies. What's a movie where Jared Leto dies? Does he die? Um, Doesn't he? He he gets beat up in Fight Club. So if you don't find one where he dies, that's the one we take. Does he die in um, uh, in um, Panic Room? Have you seen Panic Room? I haven't. He's got like the cornrows and shit in his hair. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's good Jared Leto like era. Cornrow Mm -hmm. Jared. Um, I think, I think he might, spoiler alert, maybe die in that movie, but I don't know for mm-hmm. sure, actually. Um, just the one where he gets just brutally murdered or beat up. See. Movies where Jared Leto dies. I wonder There's how many definitely people a letterbox list. <laughs> Someone definitely made a letterbox, letterbox list for Jared Leto death movies. Oh, yes. Um. I guess, spoiler alert, but yes, he does die in Panic Room. We'll take that one. We'll take that one. He also dies in the Thin Red Line. I forgot he was even in that movie. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so... One more. So, one more. It's got to be something else, like, in that kind of vein, but I think it's got to be something, like, dirtier, like something like Human Centipede. I could see him oh. fucking with the human centipede. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like the house that Jack built. Yes. Like which yeah. I have not seen. I've not seen that movie. Um, you know I don't hate movies. Oh. But fuck that movie, honestly. Really? It's it it put me in such a bad mood. It's I don't know what Lars von Trier Trier is thinking. I'm okay, so I'm curious. I'm curious to know without without spoiling, because mm-hmm. this movie has been recommended to me mostly by like the horror like friends of like the ones who are like real horror people. They're like, mm-hmm. you have to see the house that Jack built. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that pissed you off is it just the violence of it, or is the whole movie just truly just kind of like smut? Like, is it just there's no point to it. I feel like it's very much just 
I understand, but it's so much violence where I feel like just, just for the sake of it, mm -hmm. so many scenes that are unnecessary, you can just, it, it's so brutal, man. And honestly, it put me in such a bad mood. And I'm, I'm not a person who tells people like, don't watch that movie. Right. I always tell people, hey, watch it. Maybe you like it. Yeah. There's something for everyone. And I understand that there's stuff for people here, but those people should be put on a FBI watch list. In my <laughs> opinion. So, I'm just I'm, joking, but I really I'm not, don't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You maybe made me even more interested to check it out now just to see what it is that affected you. Honestly, do it, but I'm never going to watch it again. Interesting. It's, Are you too, it's too messed up for me. Like really, is it one yeah. of the most like messed up things you've seen, like movie wise, that I've seen for sure? And people are probably gonna be like, "Oh, that's nothing," because there's even crazier movies, right? That I've also heard about, never seen, but I don't know. This movie is, I don't really like seeing, you know, kids get killed and things like that. So, and just people yeah. in general, but. That's understandable. I it's mm -hmm. funny because I just pulled it up on Letterbox. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I love that when you look through the cast of Letterbox, the one name that you see towards the bottom is Adolf Hitler. He's in it, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's definitely um, <laughs> in it for sure. It wouldn't be a large spawn through your movie without well, him. Okay, so one thing I want to ask before we finally we get to our fourth movie of the Patrick mm -hmm. Bateman. Are you familiar with Lars? I have never seen because I'm very turned off by him as a person and by his whole vibe. So I refuse to really get into any of his movies because I feel like I have to be in a very specific state of mind and mm -hmm. mood and everything. Are you familiar with his other films? Have you seen any of his others? Um, I haven't seen too many because he is a menace to society. He's a menace. I'm, I'll much rather, I'll really like his cousin. Joachim Trier, Trier. Whoa, they're related. That's his cousin, yeah. Fuck, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And I'm honestly just gonna watch a Joachim Trier movie instead yeah. of a Lars von Trier. Hell yeah! Wow, that's dope. I did not know mm -hmm. that they is is Lars von. Uh, is he Danish? He's I know Joachim is. Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. I actually got a Joachim Trier movie in my list. So, do you? Maybe we'll watch it. Okay. Well, I hope we pull it up today uh, at mm -hmm. the end of the app. Okay. So, for okay, now off the Lars von Trier <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. tangent. What what's the fourth uh, Amer uh, Patrick Bateman uh, film in his top four on Letterbox? Don't we have four? I think I started that one. Taxi Driver, Human Centipede. You said um, Tarzan. Tarzan, and then. And well the house that jack built or the well oh yeah i think you just said that because i was like something messed up like human centipede but yeah. i think that could be a good fourth pick i haven't seen it no the it one seems... where jared leto dies oh that's right panic yeah. room yeah that's mm -hmm. right <laughs> wherever he dies that's right okay um that was super fun you know what could be cool mm -hmm. if and i don't know if i should even be saying this on the pod folks you might want to keep it a secret but we can always cut this out um we we should for each movie that we pick each week, we should come up with the top four for like the main character of that film. That's what I wanted to ask you because I had a third 
person, a third character, okay. and okay. it was the main character of this movie. Okay. Well, but I actually what? wanted to ask that in the end. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about the movie. And then mm -hmm. by the end of it, once our brain, the juices are kind of flowing, let's think of the top four for Perfect. either Addy or for Moe's uh, mm -hmm. for this movie uh, for Paper Moon. Let's do it. All right. Well, this week's movie, um, we are talking about one of my all-time favorites, uh, one of the movies that was a part of my list of recommendations for the pod, and that is Peter Bogdanovich's 1973 masterpiece, Paper Moon, starring uh, father and daughter combo, uh, Ryan and Tatum O'Neill, also starring Madeline Kahn, and uh, really just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, Dino, I know this was a first time watch for you is that correct first time yes first time watch all right well why don't you say i go ahead and get into the uh, quick plot summary real quick and then we'll <laughs> uh we'll get to to talk about it some more and folks uh you know the drill if you haven't seen it you don't want it to be spoiled go ahead and pause it right here go watch it come back uh or if not keep on listening but uh paper moon uh takes place in kansas in the mid 1930s uh we open on a very small funeral um, where a young man played by Ryan O'Neill goes by the name of Moses Prey, um, shows up. It is there that he meets Addie, um, who is just a young nine-year-old girl who's the funeral is for her mother who has just died and she doesn't have any other family there to take care of her. The uh, people at the uh, funeral ask uh, Ryan or, or ask Mose if he, uh, if he can take uh, Addie to go see her aunt, uh, take her by train or whatever. Um, he agrees to do it. Uh, on the road, um, Addie learns that Mose is quite the con man. He's just straight finessing any which way he can, whether it be finding uh, obituaries in the paper and then going to profit on the grieving widows uh, who are alone in the homes or maybe he's doing tricks with getting change uh, at, at cash registers or whatever it is he's doing. He's, he's always just finessing. Um, and Addie the whole time seems to think that perhaps Moe's might be her father just because Moe's met her mom in a bar room. Um, but the two of them continue on the road together. And as they continue on, Addie proves to have also quite uh quite a sense for finessing as well uh it seems that they really are two peas in a pod and they kind of get into a lot of different uh situations while they're on the road and uh, the film really is just a, a road film he's trying to take her to her aunt's house um he tries dropping her off at a train depot uh <laughs> that ends up not working so he ends up taking her himself um, but pretty much they just get into a whole bunch of different hijinks. I don't really want to spoil it because I want to get into each of the specific details, but that's pretty much the general synopsis um, of this movie. We can get into some of the spoilers as we go on, but before we do that, Dino, I'm really curious to know what your thoughts were for this, uh, this first time viewing a Paper Moon. Well, this was one of my favorite films from your recommendation list so far. So it's awesome. up there with Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, which I think was my favorite one. This is right there. 
Hell yes. It was such a great film. I seriously love this film. I can't wait to watch it again. Yes. I think I'm going to like it even more. Mm -hmm. I've seen it once. So many great scenes. So many great performances. I mean, she she got an Oscar for that role, right? Yes, she is the youngest Oscar winner in history. Hell yeah. Deservingly so. It's so much fun. So much fun. Awesome. I can wait I... to talk more about scenes that I liked. Hell yeah. I um uh, well I'm glad you liked it. This is like I said, one of my favorites. Are you familiar with Peter Bogdanovich at all? Uh prior to this movie? Not really, except for the things we talked about in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. So about him, he was how how did he start? So he started off with uh Roger Corman. Right? Roger Corman. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um called Targets. Then he kind of got his 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 groove, uh, particularly when he made his first well, it wasn't his first feature, but his first big one, which was called The Last Picture Show, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've probably have at least heard of if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it. That is a that's also a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um but have you seen most of his films? From the seventies, I've seen all of them. I think like the first half of his career, I've seen most. Mm-hmm. Not so much like later on, um, but for sure. And when he passed away about a year or two ago, I went kind of on another like kind mm-hmm. of checking out all the ones that I sort of missed along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paper Moon still, I would say, is probably my number one film of his. Um, just really, really, really great great movie um, hard to beat that one yeah it's it's hard to beat mm-hmm. yeah i'm um i'm just yeah i, I don't know I'm, I'm curious to know kind of what uh what did you sort of expect the movie did you have any kind of any pre-expectations about what you thought the movie was going to be prior not at all like last week's episode you guys mentioned a little bit mm-hmm. you told me just a little bit about it i didn't read the synopsis i only know like knew the poster even mm-hmm. before last week's episode i've seen it before and i always wanted to watch it just because of that poster alone great poster such a great poster didn't know anything went in blind and then you can pretty much guess where it's gonna go in the beginning mm-hmm. but it's it's so beautiful and it's such a cool story the relationship between those two and you can definitely, I'm not saying you can tell that they're father and daughter, mm-hmm. but they have this this chemistry, this such cool chemistry um, that is because they're probably related, um, but doesn't have to be because of it. They could have just been two actors, but yeah, the chemistry really stood out and just the clever, I like the clever ways how they scam people. Yes. Which we'll talk about more. Yes. Because of a couple of favorite scenes. But just just the whole vibe. It's kind of wholesome. Very wholesome. Mm-hmm. It's very wholesome. Um, and you mentioned some of the some of their tricks and whatnot. I guess I'd like to get in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because almost right away you see him already pulling tricks right when he gets out of the car. He's literally already steals a bouquet from a different grave to drop mm-hmm. into this one. Um, Which perfectly encapsulate his character. 
within, ex- within seconds of seeing mm-hmm. him and without him saying a word, you already know like who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so good. And, and one of his early after that, like one of his other early kind of finesses is when he gets Addie in the car and he takes her to the train station, he stops, he stops the house of the person who I think his brother was responsible for the death of Addie's mom. Mm-hmm. And he's drunk he, driving, I think. Yeah, he is, exactly. He essentially sort of guilts also slash con slash blackmails him into mm-hmm. giving him 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because you get that, you see that Addie's listening and mm-hmm. she, she right off the bat, and I love that there's never a part where she is being taken advantage of. Like there is never a point of that she where she is always always just as like tuned in as mm-hmm. as Moses. She's not she's maybe not showing it or doing it, but she's always there and she's never going to be taken advantage of. Because when he tries to get rid of her at the train stop, she immediately asks, "Where's my two hundred dollars?" Which is my favorite scene, <laughs> yes. I think, in the whole movie where they're sitting in that diner and she just screams so like, good. "Give me my two! You owe me two hundred bucks." Yeah. He's like, keep it down, please. Everyone is like yeah. looking at them. Yes. She doesn't stop. She just screams like, give me my 200 bucks. Yeah. I got you a knee high in a Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Such a great uh, scene. It's a crazy very much in control. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. in that scene too, if you notice when Ryan O'Neill, he's pouring the sugar in his coffee and he just never yeah. stops. Like it just That's what I wrote down yeah. in my notes. I, that was so funny. Like I, so I was funny. like, how much sugar... Is he gonna, he drank it? I was like, no way yeah. he's gonna drink. And then because he puts he, more in afterwards. Yeah. He tries to take a sip, but then he tells her something and he puts it down again. I was like, oh, like they're gonna cut yeah. to a different angle and he's not gonna drink it. But then he actually <laughs> drinks it, puts more, and I was like, what the hell? I love that about this movie is that there is a lot of like little subtle things. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're really watching, there's a lot of little subtle, like good visual kind of physical mm-hmm. sort of comedy things. Mm-hmm. um and that's like just like the type of comedy i like i like things that are real kind of physical um or a lot of not necessarily even just jokes but the way that people do things um yeah and that gives it a rewatchability because every time i can imagine every time you watch it you notice different things because the one where he picks up the flower from different grave i didn't even notice that yeah the next time i watch it i'll definitely oh yeah there is definitely a lot like this is a very dense film and i think a good a a reason for that is that bogdanovich is a big big fan of uh orson welles um and Mm -hmm. has cited it and orson welles kind of gave bogdanovich and also um the dp laszlo kovacs some advice for shooting this Mm -hmm. film um and if you notice bogdanovich does a lot of like that deep focus cinematography that like you see in citizen kane where it's like there might be a window and you can see what's happening perfectly clear, like mm. outside way back. Um, and it's the same thing in, in Paper Moon where Bogdanovich has everything in focus so that mm. he can literally fill the entire screen with comedy. Like he can throw in something over here and something over here and something in the background and something right here and it's all in focus. Mm. And, it, and it warrants kind of multiple viewings. That way, when you go back and you watch it a second, third, fourth, however many times in your life that you may revisit it, mm-hmm. you will almost always see something different, whether it's funny or sometimes you even see something that's kind of like sad in the mm-hmm. background. It's like, damn, that was, I did not catch that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, 
it, it, there's definitely a lot to see in this movie upon uh, rewatches for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I'm curious, you have a favorite scene? Mm-hmm. Like your favorite moment? Favorite joke? So I, I really, I like, I like all the sequences when they go, um, when they go to the Bibles. And mm-hmm. I love the one where Addie steps out of the car. Like, I love that she steps in when she realizes that Moe's might get caught. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time is by the cop. And she runs out. And she pretty much saves the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite is when they go to some woman's house. And Addie's the one who looks around and notices that she's, like, super rich. Mm-hmm. And they're selling each Bible for, like, 12 bucks, I think. And she's like, this one will be 40 or something like that. And she's like, it's mm-hmm. $40 or $24 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just completely like doubles or triples the price, however much it is. And it's, I, I just love that scene. And um, there's a funny, there's a funny review on Letterboxd. I don't know if you saw it. It was one of the popular ones uh, or one of the top reviews or whatever that was like, um, that was like the fact that she sold a Bible for like $25 in the 1930s means that she essentially sold it for like 500 bucks, like today. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, that just makes me laugh so hard. It's like, wow, that's really kind of crazy to think about. I saw that puts it in perspective, like how much that was back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Bible was, was it like six or seven and they had a $1 deposit. That's what it was. And then the first, I, that's what it was. I think the first one where she hyped it up was like, it's $12. Yeah. And then she something. goes to 25 or 24. So yeah. And the yeah, woman is it. like, oh, I'm going to get the money and I'm going to give you five dollars five. for coming to my house. Yeah. <laughs> so real. Which I'm assuming that five probably would be like 30 bucks today, maybe. That's or crazy. something like that. Like a decent chain, like finder's fee for, for young mm-hmm. Addie. Um, but yeah, well, I'm curious to know what 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 is your favorite scheme or scam of the two of them? I think the Bible, like the Bible scam, because that was mm-hmm. very messed up. Yeah, very messed up. But I also found it very funny because just a couple of days ago, I just randomly, like, I was just on. I think it was Instagram Reels or something mm-hmm. like that, and there was a video of someone just explaining different types of scams for cashiers just so they they're aware how people right. try to scam. and a lot of them were in this movie really which, which i found interesting there was the one where they write something one person yes. goes and writes write something on the 20 dollar bill yeah they put it down upside down <laughs> they play with it and the other person comes pays with like five or ten and then they're like, hey, I gave you more as soon as they close the counter. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, I gave you a $20 bill with this and this written on it. And then they check and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. They they think they, like, their mind yeah. played a trick on them. So that's one people actually do still these days. That's funny because that is a great scene. Yeah. And another one where they, they tried, I don't know how exactly they do it, but they pay with something and then you get the return like oh no i actually have it like i have, I have a 10 can you give yeah. me that back and then something like that so yeah. that's something people also do 
that's funny i love that those two scenes where they do it where like the whole change thing mm-hmm. um which it's funny if you can find uh it um the director's commentary that bogdanovich does for this movie is really really good um mm-hmm. and maybe like one of my favorites like because he, he just goes really in depth to everything but it's funny because he's like none of us had absolutely any idea he's like ryan is like out there acting has absolutely no idea how any of it works like, mm-hmm. but he's like, I got five. Actually, can you make change for the 10? You hold the five. I'll take the five mm-hmm. once. And he looks through it. You know what? Let me get that five back. And here you go. Here's a five or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think if you really study it, it might not even make sense. Like, if you actually studied it perfectly, that scene, it it might not make sense at all. Like, the whole, did he even come up? That's but, why it was so hard for me to explain. Because I was watching and I was, even I was so confused. If I would yeah. do cashier, I wouldn't have, like, they, they could have scammed me. I had no clue what was happening. <laughs> I just yeah. love the idea that they just come out of no, like that's this whole scamming thing too. Like it's, mm-hmm. you have absolutely just no idea that it's even happening to mm-hmm. you in that moment, especially with those when they're just talking so fast and, yeah. and he's distracting her by talking about whatever normal stuff in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's just really, really just a neat movie. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say another as well. Very scams. Oh yeah. Another, which I want to hear your thoughts on this sequence is after Mose picks up Trixie, the uh, old prostitute uh, from, (laughs) um, from like that sideshow circus or whatever it is that he picks her up from Mm -hmm. when I really like the scenes with Addie and the one girl who works is like that girl's servant. Yeah. Um, really everything that they're in but particularly when they pull off their little scheme together on mm. Moe's yeah and it's cool to see him be the subject of a scam even though it is kind of sad and they do feel bad for him mm-hmm. um for doing it they just do it because it's what's best for him but I'm curious to know what you thought about that scene because I, I always love watching that entire sequence with the two of them kind of interacting mm-hmm. I like that because it just shifted the focus on them. And also the girl who worked for Trixie mm-hmm. had a very sad backstory. Yeah. I like that they like tackled that because she ran away from home trying to make a few bucks working mm-hmm. with Trixie. Trixie never gave her, gave her enough money. Yeah. Even to the point where she doesn't even have enough money to get back home to her family. Mm-hmm. Just super sad. And then in the end, she gets a little bit like Eddie gives her some gives some her enough to take the train back. Yeah, to get to get home, uh, which is wholesome and very cool of her. And just the way they planned it and executed their plan, mm-hmm. it was so cool because it's not a quick scam. I think it goes over two days, and they yeah they prepare a lot for it. Oh yeah, with it's, the mm-hmm. it feels more of like. It's not a heist, but it feels more like that type of thing. Like instead mm-hmm. of just being scammers, it's almost like it took a turn. It's like a sort of heist movie sort of vibe there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I love that. That was that was so cool. Yeah. And that dude working the counter, that front desk is very funny. He's mm-hmm. um he's in like blazing saddles and and some other stuff, I I think from like Mel mm-hmm. Brooks. But uh yeah, I, I I really, really love that scene. Um but after all, all, all Mose and Addie split up from Trixie, they sort of start to get into a little bit of actual real serious trouble. 
mm-hmm. um, when Moe's tries to pull off one of his more in-depth schemes and scams when they try to sell a bootlegger his own bootleg supply of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really tense sequence. Yeah. I, I don't know if you felt it, but like this was like a kind of anxiety-inducing watching it. It was very different from the rest of the film. Yeah. Because before they never faced actual consequences because they always mm-hmm. got away. But then yeah. this with this game, you really felt like, oh, they this could end here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, it's... how are they gonna get out of the situation? Yeah. I always thought it was so funny too that when <laughs> that even when they're getting it out, like they get the boxes out that are hidden bootleg, but on the box, it is just labeled in huge letters like whiskey whiskey it's like that what he's got to be like the worst bootlegger on the planet to have his bootleg whiskey labeled as whiskey yeah and that's because alcohol was illegal in the u.s during that time yes. right yes it was yes okay um so there was a lot of people particularly like in the south kind of area all throughout but i think it was mo- mostly prevalent in the south um mm-hmm. which this kind of takes place kansas sort of midwest but sort of southern um they would a lot of people would run they would make their own some people mm-hmm. um that's where like if you've heard of moonshine, moonshine. that's how moonshine was created uh mm-hmm. in like tennessee area and mm-hmm. um but yeah it was illegal for a long time and i mean it was a big market it's essentially kind of like what like marijuana is in the united states now mm-hmm. although that's more legal now but in in the states where it's not it's like a lot of the underground kind of buying it from this guy or that guy but Mm -hmm. it'll be looked back as the same as alcohol in probably 20 years but Mm -hmm. um uh yeah this scene you're right it really does feel different though um and i think i think it's cool because it shows bogdanovich is very he can direct all genres and Mm -hmm. i think this movie he actually pulls off almost every genre in it i think the majority is kind of a comedy but Mm -hmm. when he with this sequence, there is like, there's like drama with mm-hmm. the whole scene with uh, Trixie and her, like that yeah. girl, like that's just kind of pure drama. There's obviously comedy. It's a road movie. And action. then with this last sequence is like straight action, straight thriller, like suspenseful kind of um, like thrills. Like it really kind of has everything except horror. Like it really has like almost everything in it. Um, sure, yeah. And I like that 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 scene is in it because I think it really kind of encapsulates all that. And the car chase scene was insane. Insane, which uh, one thing that I want to mention from Bogdanovich's um, commentary, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught when they drive away with the whiskey and Addy is like sitting on top of the boxes. Almost falls falls off. That's 100% real. Like that was like, holy shit. Like she almost just like fell off and died um it but that 100 percent happened yeah yeah because i was like oh it's gonna fall but somehow it didn't i don't know how um very dangerous very very dangerous um did she smoke real cigarettes for this i think so okay. i think so because i was trying to remember that because i didn't get to rewatch the commentary for this one and i haven't seen it in like a year but um but i'm almost almost positive um that those were real cigarettes. Which um, different time back then? Oh no! Okay, cigarettes. no, no. I yeah. I take it back. I take it back. Actually, mm-hmm. um, 
it was it was lettuce like lettuce inside and it okay. actually made her really sick i thought it was like because she was smoking so much tobacco she was like getting sick but it's actually because it was she was smoking lettuce that like okay. made her really sick that's good because i saw a review saying like how funny it is that we have it like actual footage of his like their, his, her dad giving her actual <laughs> cigarettes yeah which is crazy but <laughs> um, yeah there another great scene which i want to talk about is after um it, it they kind of get away but then they get caught and they get taken into a little jail mm -hmm. and they're looking for the money in all of their belongings And you realize in that moment that Addie is actually the smartest person in that room. Mm -hmm. And you see her kind of scratching herself like this. And yep. it zooms up and you see Ben Franklin looking for the $100 bill through her hat. Which was uh, so cool. How great was that scene? Because they zoom into it and you just see his face. <laughs> so good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this movie, like, I, I, I really don't know what else to say. I mean, there really is so much just awesome awesome stuff happening like on all 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 levels is there anything else that really stood out to you specifically about this movie well the scenes you mentioned all of them were so great there's one thing i wanted to ask you because you've seen you've heard it like the commentary there's mm -hmm. one scene where they walk on a road and there's a like a random i think it was a wiener dog just sprinting behind them did you catch that i'm trying to remember that scene um it was i think after they did the the scam with the 20 dollar bill which had something written on it they walk on a i, yeah, I don't remember there's just like randomly behind them where they came from like a dog just sprints behind them across the street no owner inside nothing And I yeah. thought there was, I would like to know if maybe he just snuck on set and just ran or maybe it's someone's dog. I don't know. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to look that up because I can't even remember that. I don't know if I've ever, if I've ever, ever even caught that, mm -hmm. to be honest. I think it's a wiener dog, but I'm not sure. I noticed it because my girlfriend has a wiener dog and I thought it was funny, but I would I'm like gonna, to know the stuff. I mean, I, I'm going to look it up for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely going to look it up to see because I, I don't remember that at all, but that's kind of a, a testament to what we were saying about this movie that you can watch it a bunch of times. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which for the record, by the way, that I'm, I'm looking kind of at, like I just pulled up the Wikipedia for the plot. Mm -hmm. We are recording this. Well, not exactly, but three weeks after the 50 year anniversary of its release, three weeks to the day, it came out yeah. May 9th, 1973. Um, okay. So almost there for the 50-year anniversary, sort of, um, of uh, of this awesome movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, to close it out anyway for the plot, they they kind of uh, he drops her off at at the aunt's house, right? Um, mm. And I love that shot. I mean, were you were you expecting her to kind of start running back or to come back, or did you think he was going to turn around, or did you think the movie was just going to end there? I thought he was he would turn around go to the house and pick her back up. I didn't expect her to come running yeah. from that hill towards <laughs> her. Which also, the ending scene is perfect. It's so great. So good. They talk and then the car like goes Starts down. Starts rolling away. 
<laughs> and she's like the car and he's like start running and he just puts the stuff in and they get in and so just good. drive that's, off so good so that's cool. the perfect way to end this movie mm-hmm. for sure yeah. um but that's i mean that's pretty much paper moon um mm-hmm. an all-timer I, i'm glad it seems like you that you really enjoyed it i did and would you ever want to see this film remade because i'm asking this because the what's his name again who plays moses oh ryan o'neill ryan o'neill he reminded me in this film of an actor we both know like a lot and i just kept thinking he looks and acts like him do you have that's why i wanted to ask you do you have someone who would who would who you cast if this movie hmm. were ever to be remade do you you probably don't want it to be re- remade right i i mean ideally i would not like to see it remade mm-hmm. like straight up but yep. uh like some kind of reinterpretation i'm always down for like if you want to reinterpret or reimagine you know I'm, mm-hmm. but i'm really now i'm just kind of thinking about who who you might be inferring mm-hmm. to that is, is similar to Ryan Neal. you think I mean, I am, but no one that's like just like oh, per- like a absolutely perfect mm-hmm. match that I I can't think of. Who 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 is it that you that you you think he reminds you of? Ryan Reynolds. Totally. He looks I can very totally similar see that. to him, and just his mannerism, the way he just talks and cracks jokes. He reminds me. I can totally me see that. And sometimes I was like is this like did ryan reynolds just go back in time and play him (laughs) and i was he his name is ryan so but yeah next time you watch it huh because i i I just clicked on like a photo of his now to sort of because i was just like looking at it to see like who pops my head i can definitely see that and personality wise for sure yeah personality wise if they were to remake it ryan reynolds is right there i agree actually i think that's a fantastic fantastic choice mm-hmm. um and in keeping with kind of what we what we were mentioning earlier mm-hmm. if you think that ryan o'neill or moe's prey had a had a letterbox what do you think would be in his top four that's so we go with every movie doesn't have to play like he could even he has access to every single film right just like before anything Except okay. this movie. Interesting. Hmm. I'm just going randomly through my letterbox. There's there's one that I thought of earlier, mm-hmm. which I think he would love. And that is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which is also one mm. of my favorites. When which you I watch saw... it, yeah, you'll understand what I mean. Okay. I think this just fits his personality perfectly. Okay. So I think he would love that one. It even came up before, well, the movie, but not where it's said. Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Butch Cassidy. Okay. I think for my first one, the one that I thought of earlier is the movie Pickpocket um, by <laughs> Robert Brisson. Are you familiar with that movie? I am not. Um, very, very good film, but it's all about these guys who just go around and pickpocket. And it's very much 
focus on the actual art. Like almost every shot is like just hands. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a French art house sort of film, but uh, I could definitely see him being a fan of that movie for sure. Which for we sure, got yeah. we got to watch that at some point, or at least discuss it at some point. That movie mm-hmm. you would Added very much it. like that. Added it to the watch list. Hell yeah! Looks great. Hmm. What else? Have you seen Bicycle Thieves? I have seen Bicycle Thieves. I haven't. Would that be something he would like? Just by the name alone, because that came mm. into my mind. I've yet to see Hon- it. Honestly, because it does, it's about a father and a son. So there is another great child performance in it. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. It's a lot more wholesome and he's a much better, like he's a good father as opposed mm-hmm. to like <laughs> Ryan O'Neill in this okay. probably is her dad, but he like <laughs> refuses to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they steal bikes in that movie? Or is it just... Yeah, like I think it was his, I think it was his bike, like the father's bike that was stolen, mm-hmm. but he he needed it to like get to work or, or something like that. So they mm-hmm. try to get the bike back um, so that way he can like get to the job interview. I, I don't really remember. It's okay. been a long time, but something like that. Okay. Maybe not then. Um, Maybe you'd like an Ocean's movie. I was, that's what's my fourth one, Ocean's Eleven. I could totally okay. see him being into that. Mm-hmm. or like another good heist movie of some kind yeah but i can't think of another one have you seen the... rafifi that french heist movie i haven't that's a really good one mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of the, what about for addy any and did you think of any for her that she might like i feel like they might kind of like the same stuff but probably you know what? I think she would t- to go to call back to one of the an early films of this pod. I think mm-hmm. she would be a big fan of the Four Hundred Blows. Definitely, yeah, that's yeah. a great connection. She would love that film. I think she would really like that movie. I think she would relate a lot to Antoine, perhaps mm-hmm. the young uh, young boy from the Four Hundred Blows. Yeah. Now you see me, maybe. Oh, that's a good one. If she likes that's magic. a good one for sure or or something like um what was it was it 21 or one of, like where it was about like the card 21 um, yeah 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 like something Great like film. that for sure i could mm-hmm. definitely see them yeah. being into true mm-hmm. well we got we got a lot of i i really like this new uh this new mm-hmm. segment that we got for sure but um let's not forget our our oldest segment yet if and let's do this for two because they're equal parts, I think, yep. you know, leads. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten Bibles, how much mm-hmm. are is Moe's literally you? I want to give him a zero. Yeah. But I'll give him a one just for, well, I'll give him a zero, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's not like me at all. Yeah. I don't want to be him. Yeah. He's charming. Yeah. I like him, but yeah, not me. How about you? I, I would probably give it a one. Mm-hmm. Um I appreciate his the thing that I appreciate or admire is not necessarily how he finesses, but his dedication to it, his yeah. persistence. I can mm-hmm. very much appreciate that. So I can give him one one Bible so for that. 0.5 for me just yeah. because of what you said. 
Because he was a little kid. He deserves just a, a little, little something. A little yeah. something. Um, and then on a scale of one to ten paper moons, mm-hmm. how much is Addie Prey literally you? I'll give her three. Mm-hmm. A little bit more than him. Um, I feel for her. Yeah. And you know, she she's alone. She wants just wants someone to well, she wants her father. She wants just wants someone to like her and want her because she lost her mom. Um, so yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think I think I can agree too that it's a little bit more because she is a finesser as well. Mm-hmm. But you even see in the one that one scene when he goes and he tries to um sell the Bible to that one woman, and you see mm-hmm. that she has like seven kids, and she's yeah. like, No, 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 this one's already paid for, remember? Yeah. And she like so she kind of does have a heart and you see True. that she really is only finessing like the rich woman like you know what i mean or yeah. like the cop or something like that not i mean i guess in the store she is kind of messing with some just normal people but you see that she at least has some kind of empathy for others so i think i would agree maybe like a three maybe a four even yeah um and i really one scene that i did forget to mention that i really love. Mm-hmm. It's or or one moment rather. It's in that scene where they're in the where they're in the diner, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, or the cafe or whatever. And I love the one where he's like, "Are you my dad?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "Where'd you meet my mom?" She's like, "In a bar room." He's like, "Then you have to be my dad." And he's like, "Just mm-hmm. because I met your mom in a bar room doesn't mean that I'm your dad." And she goes, "Sometimes it does." Mm-hmm. I just love like that back and forth. It's super funny. Yeah, there's another scene I wanted to mention, which was very sad where she took the picture and she's like, she told the guy she'd come back with her dad to take another picture. Yeah. And he doesn't want to. So she goes back and to get the picture. And he's like, uh, didn't you want to come back with your dad? And she was like, no. And that was yeah. very heartbreaking. And I liked that in the poster, mm-hmm. she actually eventually got Does. that picture. Yeah. And the, it's funny, the, the title of the film, um, or I should say that scene in the film was was only thrown in there so that way they could use the title Paper Moon. Because oh. um, it was, it was, Peter Bogdanovich was thinking of like a, of like a name for the film. Mm-hmm. And he was listening to that song um, that mm-hmm. like opens the film. I think it's called um, Paper, Paper Moon. Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and bringing up, um, bringing up Orson Welles again, Bogdanovich told Orson Welles, like, yeah, I have this movie idea or this name for a movie called Paper Moon. He goes, that's the greatest movie name of all time. You have mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, so mm-hmm. in order to use it and convince the studios, he uh, he wrote that scene in there. But um, great yeah, it ended up being a great scene. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we're at that time again uh, where it's time to go ahead and pick next week's film. Mm-hmm. Um, this week was from my list, Paper Moon, uh, which means this coming week we get to go through my boys' list of suggestions. Uh, for those who are new to the pod, Dino is going to uh, spin a random number generator. We have each contributed 20 movies that were always changing mm-hmm. to the pod, and whatever number that lands on is the number that we're going for in that particular person's list. So let me go ahead and make sure I have your list up here, Dino, Mm -hmm. and I'll spin the generator and we'll see where it 
Pace. Go ahead. Go ahead and spin that thing. It is number twenty. So the last okay. one. Okay. A movie I have seen before. Mm-hmm. This will be another one that we've both seen, and that is the 2019 film First Cow. Okay. Okay. So you've very, seen it. I have seen like- it. I'm, I don't remember it very well, to be honest with you. I actually mm-hmm. don't remember much at all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very wholesome movie. There was one letterbox review that stuck with me that just encapsulated perfectly. It feels like two Animal Crossing characters. I don't know if you've ever played Animal Crossing, but it's just... I, I haven't, but I am familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Such I, a awesome uh, movie. Is this, like, is this a favorite of yours, First Cow? It's definitely... I like it a lot. It's not mm-hmm. in my top 20, 50, whatever, but it's a movie I like a lot. And it's a movie about cooking, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I love cooking. So Me too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm really excited to to recheck this out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just seeing where it's where it's streaming right now, mm-hmm. but I think I I think I I checked it out like just when I was like at the end of 2020 or 20 or I guess 19 is when it came out. Just sort of seeing everything I could, and I love that poster, um, yeah. like the main poster. I really love. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to check this out again. It's um, on movie, I think. It's on movie. It is here. I don't know if it's over there, but it premiered on a movie over here. That's where I watched it when it came out. Okay, cool. Let me. Interesting. I just I just went to go look at uh, <laughs> went to go look at my review from it from like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess it released twenty twenty technically over here uh, mm-hmm. wide. So I'm looking forward to it. I did say in December of 2020, 2020 I give this four. This is a quote. I give this film four stars after one viewing, but I get the feeling that that rating will only go up with any subsequent viewings. So there you the go. time has come. Very excited. Hopefully, go. I get to give this an extra notch, maybe a four and a half or a five uh, mm-hmm. this time around. I'm super, super excited to uh, to Me check too. it out. I feel like this is a this is another one which I get the vibe from you, Dino. Well, I mean, I know this of you, but mm-hmm. I've, maybe the listeners are starting to get that you are very much into very calming movies, like movies that are very calm and sort of, mm-hmm. I don't want to say like simple because they're they're all very complex, but simple in terms of just maybe minimal is maybe the best way mm-hmm. to put it as opposed to simple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. After like Columbus or, mm-hmm. um, oh God, what was the other movie of yours from your list that we watched that was very much in that vein? Um, Green Knight? Or no, it was before the Green Knight. Um, I'm blanking, but I, in general, it is. Uh, it's very much. It's it's very much that kind of vibe. So I'm super excited to to get back into this and sort of because every time I, I I watch a movie of yours, I'm not just like watching it again or rewatching mm-hmm. it. I'm really kind of watching it through like your lens, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis, by the way. Okay. That, yeah, I could remember. Mm-hmm. Inside Lewin Davis, which is another very kind of calming sort of movie, even though there is a bit of anxiety through it. I do find yeah. it very calming. That's true. I, I do like very like calming, minimalistic movies. Mm-hmm. I also really like other stuff, but that's definitely something that resonates with me and yeah. just calms me. I like just the atmosphere. So yeah, yeah. you're right. This is 
another one of those movies for sure yeah. for sure and you're right yeah you definitely it's not just that because you can't forget two weeks ago watched good old they live mm-hmm. and that is not a very common <laughs> movie mm-hmm. or maybe have more now. coming on the list which are quite the opposite of hell common. yeah hell mm-hmm. yeah well um this was another successful episode of mm-hmm. literally me podcast everybody thank you very much for uh for uh, for listening and um check out first cow so that way when we talk about it next week you can already be uh ready to go tune in the second that this episode drops and uh dino as always it's always a ton of fun and always one of my favorite parts of the week talking to you same man i think this was my, actually my favorite episode episodes I, we've done so far great discussion. i think so I think so. To the audience, definitely watch the movie. Like, even if you don't want to listen to next week's episode, maybe you think that this podcast sucks for whatever reason, still watch the movie. Just watch it. It's it's a great film. It's a great film. And any any movie that either of us are recommending, recommending, I assure you, Mm -hmm. are fantastic movies. And also, uh, courtesy of Dino, this this awesome new idea of the Letterbox Top 4s. If you guys have any specific movie characters that either you want to send in a top four and you're curious to know what we think their top four might be definitely Mm -hmm. send those over to us um you know through instagram or something maybe we should create a podcast email or something people can send stuff in that way um what what's the email is it literally me let me check just so make sure that i when it's actually on here um so the email is just literally me, the podcast at gmail.com. Literally me, the podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Yep. All right, guys. Definitely. Literally me, the podcast at gmail.com. Send in some recommendations or send in some, um, you know, some characters that you want to hear a letterbox top four or you know, whatever, send us some money, (laughs) whatever you want to send us, feel free to send us anything. Um, Or on YouTube, you can always go to YouTube to this episode and drop a comment. Maybe that's easier for you. Instead of sending an email. For sure. Because we read every single comment. We haven't gotten a lot, but. We'll be reading them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or send it to us, Dino's page at every shot of painting uh, or mine at Mandalay Film Club. And uh, yeah. Looking forward to next week's talking about first cow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right, Dino. Well, I'll see you see you next week and listeners, see you next week as well. Bye bye. See ya.